0: Listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber.
1: Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And it uh, seems like always we're missing somebody. This time we're missing Jim Weber. We've got Mr. Steve Ronaldo in the house with us today, and we've got an, a very interesting show going on. We'll be calling and talking to uh, Barbara Fox about the new Glidden Tour. I think that's, uh, that's gonna be fun. We'll be talking to her about a quarter after the hour, but to start with, uh, we'll welcome Steve back to the <laughs> yeah. round table and, uh, we're gonna let Steve just, uh, Talk about all he's been doing in the, in the past couple of weeks. Yeah,
2: I? yeah, it's been a while since I've been back. We've I may
1: have to take a nap. Just uh, you'll wear me out talking about all you've done.
2: Yeah, we've been on on uh, uh, several tours since I was here last. We went on the the uh, uh, sentimental tour, AACA sentimental tour, which was based in in Salisbury north carolina which is oh about the speedway exit is off of 85 is is 49 and this exit was 75 so it's you know 25 miles north of charlotte on 85 and um, it's for cars 28 to 58 so they include model a's but they stop at 58 because that's when the first f- uh, 348s and 409 were available in Chevrolet.
1: Hmm.
2: So they stopped it there, which is kind of an iner- interesting, um, you know, selection of cars because you have Model As that just Pop- cut along <laughs> and then you have some of the, the 50s cars that can can uh, uh, really, really go. We drove the Cadillac up there back and back in. How did you do Uh well, it's a long story. <laughs> We—I knew we, we were going to have—I had a problem with the charging system, uh, but uh, so I figured, Well, I got it. Bought a brand new battery, and I thought I could—I could charge it up every night, and I had an extra battery because it doesn't take much of anything to run an ignition system on an old car. Points ignition—you can—you can drive for two days on just the battery without charging it up. Well, we drove up there, and uh, that night, that afternoon we got there, uh, I went to uh, move it to uh, uh, put it over near where there was an outlet next to the, the, uh, from the hotel, and put the key in, pushed the button, and it went, uh.
1: I've heard that sound (laughs) on many cars. Yeah.
2: So, anyway... It's it, like a dog saying, I it, don't want to. Yeah, it, it was... there, But I did charge it up, and I drove it on the first day of the tour on Monday. And then the same thing happened. So, I asked the people up there, is there any, you know, alternator, generator, starter shop that... And they, they all knew of a, of a couple that run an old shop a man and a woman both work on the cars in this small town and i called him up and said I'm, i've got a little problem and uh, they said well bring it over so we brought it over then the next day uh and i got it back the following day and and uh there they put rebuilt the the uh, uh alternator overnight <coughs> And got me an extra set of extra parts, so anywhere I go, if I have another problem, any generator, alternator, starter shop can go ahead and, and fix it.
1: So uh, it runs on a generator, doesn't no, it?
2: No, I have an alternator in it because we tour oh, okay. so much. Oh, okay. But the uh, the diode the diode pack had gone bad in this thing, and there was a brush that was all messed up. But I, I, they were pretty busy, but they just fit me right in, and and uh, it was it was fairly reasonable. So we were back on the road. We went to some interesting things. If you remember a while back, we had Dennis Carpenter on, mm-hmm. and one of the stops on the tour was at his place, and they took us through the manufacturing part, which was kind of interesting, and he was telling me that they make over. 75,000 part numbers.
1: Holy cow.
2: Yeah. All kinds of stuff. And the other more interesting thing, not just that, is all of the molds, all of the stuff that they use to make the rubber parts, all of the stuff they use to make the steel parts, all of the stuff that they use for for, for uh, um, forging parts. And this his f- manufacturing facility is really something. Um... Then I'll tell you about his museum in just a minute. They, and and right, if you ever get a chance, and you are up in the Charlotte area near the, the uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, he's just on the Concord side, Concord, North Carolina side of, of uh, uh, the racetrack, not far at all from the speedway, a mile, maybe two. And he'll be more than glad. They'll be more than glad to show you around. He's got a fabulous museum. But anyway, back to what we were talking about. Uh, they're owned by Ford Motor Company. They they get Ford Motor Company that because that's all he does is Ford parts and Cushman, um, Ford gets a, a piece, a little little a little piece of every part that they make using the Ford molds and 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 stuff. Hmm. Uh, they Ford won't
1: sell them to him. Right, you said though they are literally. Owned by owned Ford? by Ford. All of the molds, well, all of, of the, the stuff. Yeah, but not yeah.
2: not them and. No, no, just the molds and yeah, stuff that yeah, they okay. need, and the forgings and all the stuff they need to make stuff.
1: You know, when you said seventy thousand, yeah, the, the first thing that comes into my mind because I hate it. I hate it. That it's the one thing that I hate the most in the world is inventory. Now I'm sure they're they're at the point that it's all well, it's computer, all computerized, but yeah. Back in my day, back many years ago, I had to take inventory in my dad's lumberyard. I hated inventory. Count the count yeah. the boards. Count count everything: the nails, the paint, the this, the yeah. That. Count the boards, and I seventy thousand products would just.
2: Hurt. Yeah, it w- it was oh, amazing. Yeah. I I you know, and he and and uh, he was telling us that that. Um, uh, with the computer stuff, he said it's gotten easier because we can anticipate uh, the demand. So the computer tells us that for 49 through 50 f- uh, 51 Ford windshield rubbers, we're down to six sets, we'll say. And the demand is about 12 a year. So we can, we can make 48 of these things. And then we have a four-year supply on hand, and we don't have to
1: try not to disappoint anybody. Taking the rubber seal, that type of thing. Can they go out four years, and will it will it not harden, or will it
2: I stay? I don't know. I, I that's just an example. Yeah. I, you know, I have no idea what happens and what doesn't happen. But they do a lot of rubber parts simply because of that problem. Rubber tends to be an issue. Uh, but the the rubber thing was going all the time. The big metal stuff. When we were there, they were making step plates for mid 50s Ford pickup trucks, huh. and it goes through six processes of different molds, and I don't. I guess you call them molds, where it runs through and 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 makes the shape and comes out done, polished, finished, and ready
1: to go. That's amazing. Yeah,
2: and his museum is is two stories high. Uh, big building, probably 60 50, 60 cars in there and some very unusual. He had the, he had two of the lightweight Fords from the 60s. Uh, for example, they had some fiberglass body parts, aluminum hoods. they were all 427 two four barrel cars, uh, four speeds uh, and, and they're very, very rare. And then the top floor of that is Cushman's. Hmm. Because that's a big part of his business. The old Cushman. uh, Yeah, Cushman motorcycle stuff and other motorcycle stuff. Plus, being the the typical car guy, he is also a collector of stuff. It's just stuff. And he has in the back of the car thing a a, uh, uh, place for sale. Uh, where he sells stuff that he's picked up and doesn't want anymore in his collection just, just, and he's a, he's a real gentleman just a nice, nice man
1: Do you remember being on?
2: Yes, he did Yes, he did um, and then one of the other things we did on that tour is we went on a, on a boat ride on Lake Norman and right where the boat uh, we had lunch on the, this boat and, and right where the, the uh, uh, boat left the pier, if you will uh, there was four or five huge homes, not far, and they were all NASCAR drivers. Wow. And the guy in the boat said the biggest one belongs to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, that's what he said. I have no idea, but I, why not?
1: Why not? Yeah. Yeah.
2: If you <laughs> got the money, those guys have you can. Oh yeah. You can you can do whatever you want. But anyway, coming home from that tour. Oh, by the way, we had some good friends of our Sharon Rains and her granddaughter. And uh, she's just sixteen, and I I gave her a les- lessons on how to drive a standard shift. So she was driving the Cadillac, the Not thirty-seven me. K. Yeah, she thought that was really cool.
1: <laughs> I bet.
2: Yeah, uh, for the few minutes I could get her off her cell phone. <laughs> uh, but so that was that was fun for her, fun for me too to to get her out and. and 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 do stuff but growing up in the antique car hobby she knows a lot of people and and they have a model a that she wants to me to teach her how to drive and and uh, she wants to drive it to school a model a roadster Now, how mm. cool would that be she'd uh, be the coolest kid in school yeah uh with 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 that with that stuff but uh, but coming home we had some problems uh, oh I've, I've changed the name of I 77 between Charlotte and I 81. We now, yeah, we used to call it Devil's Highway, but now we've decided it's the Trail of Tears. <laughs> I mean, that road is just unbelievable. I, 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 so I've found a way around it, but I 77, until you get north of Statesville from Charlotte, even if you take 485, it's just horrible. Uh, any time of day, you just can't get through there or going the other way towards Charlotte. So for anybody who's interested, uh, we've started taking 40 west to 321 business and then take 321 south and it comes into Gastonia. And you miss all that mess and the t- road keeps moving. traffic keep- And it's interstates, four lanes all the way. So you miss all of that stupid I-77 traffic, and heaven forbid you should get on there on a Friday when all of the Charlottians are trying to go to Lake Norman, you are really screwed. You can sit there a couple of hours.
1: Char- Charluckians, Is
0: that yeah, a is that
2: well, I could technical call term? Charlottians, yeah. But coming home, we started having some problems it was so hot. That was really hot up there on that tour. And, of course the 37 Cadillac air conditioner didn't work <laughs> the two windows <laughs> down going yeah, yeah the, 70? the two windows down and the front vent open uh, it started running hot not hot overheating but running on the hot side and thought it was 95 degrees and what I found was interesting is that um, when you get when I would get up to about 65 70 and that car easily goes 65 70 miles an hour the temperature would increase. If I slowed it down to f- 55, no issue. Um, and I started thinking about it, and I called a, my, a buddy here who who is a, a master at vintage and classic cars, and he said, well, think about it. 1937, how many roads could you go 70 miles an hour on consistently in this country? None. And there was no such oh, thing. It was
1: just pulling more
2: well yeah and and you're making the engine work harder, and he said the other thing is that the Cadillac doesn't have a lot of the big classic cars back then didn't have um, thermostats they had they have fins in the front that are thermostat controlled and and what they so the pump just pumps, and he said when you're when you're going that fast, and your engine rpm is up. And you're causing the the um, the water to go through the thermostat or through the tank uh, real 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 fast. So you got to slow it down. So he suggested that I get some freeze plugs, drill some holes in it, try to slow the water down. And I don't have a fan shroud, but I you know I never thought about that. But he said it's the condition of when the car was built. They just didn't do that for long stretches Inter-
1: Yeah, interstates were in the 50s started with that being said we got to take our first break when we come back we'll be with uh, barbara fox talking about the glidden tour coming up you're listening to america's web radio and the classic car show we'll be back right after this
0: 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation passport transport the first and finest today that's why passport transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers concours museums tours and collectors and should be your choice from across the state to across the country when you have the need go to passporttransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you passport transport
3: obamacare is failing We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org.
2: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio.
0: Your auto love and investment demands the best. And for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry. and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport.
4: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: And welcome back to the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and it is my pleasure to introduce Barbara Fox. She is the tour director of the Coming Glidden Tour, and uh, Steve was just talking to her, and Steve's gonna, Steve and Brenda are going to be up there, and looking forward to it. It is uh, September the 11th through the 16th. So, Barbara, welcome to the Classic Car Show and the Round Table, and uh, I don't know if your husband will appreciate this or not, but I'm going to sort of turn you over to Steve.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. hi, hi,
1: Barbara. How are you doing?
3: I am fine, Steve. Uh, it's a uh, rainy day, which is really? much needed here in Acadia National Park. So.
2: Oh, I didn't know you 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 lived in a, up in Acadia, up in the national park. Yeah, is it? I
3: do. I live in Bar Harbor.
2: Really, what a oh, beautiful place! Oh, wait a
3: second. Oh.
1: what a beautiful my, place. <laughs> my wife heart out here. My wife and I. Um, Two, two, Thanksgivings ago, stayed in Bar Harbor, and uh, just she's from Connecticut. Love Bar Harbor. Absolutely loved it. We stayed at the Bar Harbor Inn. Yeah. And uh, just, it was exceptional. So, with that being said, yeah, I'll get on. And,
2: and especially in January, it's a wonderful place.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from Connecticut, and the only difference between Connecticut and Maine is you had spring in Connecticut, and we don't have that. It's
2: it goes from one, right from one to the other. To hopefully, huh? summer. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Glidden Tour. We're, and he gave you the time it's in September, right?
3: Uh, yeah, it's going to uh, be the 11th to the 16th. I, this is my first attempt at putting on a glidden. I've put on two chrome gliddens. So right now I'm at the point where I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> it's, um, I kind of got into this. I, um, I agreed to do it, and what happened right off, Well, somebody asked me, somebody that I consider to be a real car guy, if the Glidden tour was named after Glidden paint, and I realized that. I don't know. (laughs) People really don't (laughs) know very much about Glidden. No, they don't. Um, I mean, Glidden paint's been around a long time, Um, but so was Charles Glidden. So I've been having a great time learning and reading all about Glidden, and I'm going to try to make this tour uh, kind of a throwback of the way the original uh, Glidden tours uh, were set up to be, so it's been a history lesson.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting. It's an in- interesting deal. They what was it? Wouldn't it start? 8 eight, wasn't it? Oh seven.
3: Started actually. AAA ran the first one in nineteen oh four as a 04. reliability tour. Yes. You know they were going to try to use the tour to bring attention to the fact that uh, American manufacturers could compete with European cars, and that they maybe needed some laws and maybe needed some roads. To
2: <laughs> some roads would be good. Out. Yeah, roads would be nice.
3: Yeah, you know, because at the time, of course, you know, they were using railroad tracks and farmer's lanes, and so AAA started that, and Charles Glynn came into the picture um, the next year and got very involved in it. And the ran from 1905 to 1913.
2: The original Gliddens.
3: Yeah, the original Gliddens. And they were, um, several of them came to New Hampshire. So that was my interest is, well, gee, it's time they came back. They have not been in New England since 1998. Have you ever been on a Glidden, Steve? Oh,
2: many. We've done oh. quite a few. And and you're going to have Mr. Glidden there, I'm sure, Steve Gordon from, from... Oh,
3: yes. This will be number 50.
2: 50. This one guy's... You really that he's been on 50 Glidden tours?
3: 50 what years.
2: Yeah. No. Yeah.
3: I, mean, I didn't realize that. To I me, mean, he's always been the post office man.
2: Yeah, yeah, he brings the the tubes and stuff for the Glidden Gazette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know
3: what I I had met him several times that I had no idea that anybody ever could, you know, manage to get to the number of Yeah,
2: that, this is his, his his this is his thing. Anyway, the Glidden tour this year is going to be in North Conway, New Hampshire, correct?
3: Right. In the past it's been at Bretton Woods at the Mount Washington Hotel. That
2: was quite a tour. That was really yeah. something.
3: Were you on that one? Yes. Yeah. That was a great tour. Um, but it's kind of, you know, they've kind of priced us out of the market to stay there for a week.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah, And it's full American plans, and we travel, we're gone, so it doesn't make a lot of sense anyway.
3: I know, you know, and um, it's a beautiful property. We are going to have lunch there. We, we have to, you know, make a stop at that historic place. But we will stay in North Conway, which I think is going to be um, it's going to give us an opportunity to do some of the things we did do before, like we will be down in Winnipesaukee. Uh, we have arranged to charter the boat and go from Center Harbor over to Wolfboro. Um, in cool. fact, I, Richie Klein, I think, is going to bring his calliope over to meet us on the pier. <laughs> and um, we will, you know, go to the Wright Museum and do some of those things. And I think one of the fun parts of it is the classic car group is going to be in Wolfboro at the same time we are.
2: Their caravan is there?
3: Their caravan. Cool. And we'd, working with um, Heidi and Chris on that tour, they had said to me, Well, we usually have about 40 cars. Well, suddenly it was 60 cars. And then it was 80 cars. And the last I heard, they had cut it off at a hundred cars, <laughs> so there could be an awful lot of cars in
2: And Little cars, Wolfsboro. Cars. Where are they going to put them all?
3: <laughs> well, we're going to leave our cars in Center Harbor
2: and oh. get on the
3: boat, and they're going to Richie's for breakfast, I believe. So
2: yeah, he's got, got some gorgeous stuff, I know that, and that garage of his is one of the envies of the car hobby.
3: Oh yeah well we uh, we are not going to go to Ridgie's but the classic car group is cool we, um, we will of course on Thursday be going to Bob Bear's collection which that's is always,
2: something gosh that's an amazing place
3: yeah I was up there Sunday with Jeff and trying to figure out how to get all the cars parked and
2: how many how, what's your limit
3: I told him we would not take more than 200 cars or four hundred and eight people. <laughs> and I've learned in the past that if I don't limit the number of people that suddenly they take two hundred cars and they stuff five hundred people into them and then I don't have any places big enough to feed them.
2: Yes, that's the issue. Yeah, trying to feed five hundred people at lunch. Right. Yeah. Barbara, yeah. when does your registration cut
3: off? Our registration opened May First, which was a Sunday, so actually May 2nd, and we sold out in five days. Wow, yeah. so
1: it is closed. <laughs> it's yeah.
3: closed. I have a waiting list. There's always, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, have things come up with their sickness or... Life or happens, you know,
2: life happens. So. so
3: we have a waiting list, um, but so far I've only had two openings that I was able to fill. So...
2: Well, I mean, can I give you a, a, a tip? You need mm-hmm. to tell the Ben and Jerry's people down in Conway to hire extra people <laughs> because
3: <laughs> yeah, we do have big ice cream eaters, don't
2: we? Oh yes! Oh, the the the, the antique car group is is uh,
3: uh,
2: never met an ice cream cone they didn't like. Or a meal. I mean, this is a this whole car touring group uh, because that's when I was on the ACA National Board. That I was on the touring committee and then the youth development committee. Yeah. Um, This this is just a a a group of people with an eating disorder that drives between (laughs) meals.
3: I think that's very very true here.
2: Yeah, it is, and I we're really looking forward to to seeing the stuff. Sounds like you've got you've got a great great program set up. Um,
3: I, go ahead. I think it's going to be good. Of course, you know it's very hilly over there, and it's very curvy. And um, two days we're going into Maine, and the roads are narrow, and, and um, it's it's more of a challenge than some of the tours we've been doing in the past. But that's what the old ones were meant to be. Um, I think this will be the first time that we've done. I know it is that we're going to drive across the Kankabangas Highway.
2: I've heard about that. Uh, Jack Jack Armstrong was telling us that. Matter of fact, I think we went over that one of the times we were up there riding around in one of his cars. You
3: could have. It's a beautiful, you know, it's a beautiful place, um, and there's. There's some nice hills. I mean, we have 9% grade coming out of the Mount Washington Hotel. There's a 13% grade. um,
2: Down or up? (laughs) Are we going down or up?
3: Well, uh, on the tank, we have some of both. The 13%, we're going down. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Well, well, I don't know. (laughs) There's no runoffs like they have for trucks, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. One of the things that that are you, how many well then this sort of leads into what one of the things I have what what how many brass era cars 1915 and older do you have registered?
3: We have um, some really interesting ones. Um, not a lot, but we have um, we have a 1907 Franklin that I just. Um, this man just bought it. so um,
2: Big one, I hope. A big one, not the little dinky one.
3: <laughs> I haven't seen his, but I have some bigger cars. We have a Stevens Duryea. Cool. He will be able to, to do pretty well, I think. Oh, yes. And um, we have a Chalmers. And I know it's a 199, I believe. And a couple of years on the original tours, they used a Chalmers. To be the Pathfinder car.
2: Yeah, they are big cars. Some of them. I have a friend that has a big 60 horse Chalmers.
3: Yeah, I think that's you know a, a good one. And actually, that's housed in New Hampshire. Uh, we have a 1910 Hudson. Do you know Jan Kendricks?
2: That sounds very familiar. Yeah. yeah
3: she's bringing her Hudson. Um, Steve's bringing the uh, Kissel car.
1: Uh, that'll go anywhere. Barbara, I've got to interrupt you. Sure. If you don't mind staying over, um, we got to take a hard break here. Sure. And we'll be back with Barbara Fox right after this. Okay.
0: 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, Concours, museums, and collectors and should be your choice from across the state to across the country when you have the need go to passporttransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you passport transport
3: buzz off with lawyer liz join me each week wednesdays at two o'clock as we talk drones internet of things and technology
0: Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Don't be hoodwinked
3: by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
2: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet.
0: Your auto love and investment demands the best. And for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport. Your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport.
4: You're listening to America's Web com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for
1: listening. And thank you for listening to America's Web Radio on the Classic Car Show. We're talking to Barbara Fox about the uh, upcoming Glidden Tour in North Conway, New Hampshire. And this is, you know, Steve, I'm. We've been doing the show a long time, and Jim and I were talking about it last week. You know, the people in the the classic car, no matter what, it seems like no matter what part of it they're in, whether they're uh, the tour people or the selling of parts or whatever it is, they're just nice folks. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. And, Barbara, you fit right into the middle of it. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah, I did, because uh, last year I was appointed National Historian for VMCCA, so I've had the opportunity to um, have an awful lot of people call me with questions, and a lot of them are looking for cars that their father used to own. Yeah,
2: and, that know, yes.
3: And it's just been a, a really fun experience.
2: Well, let, all right, let's talk about the VMCCA. One of the things that's very unique about the Glidden Tour There are three entities that are very much involved in the Glidden Tour. First of all, AAA American Automobile Association, which nobody thinks about is, you know, they just think they're the wrecker guys, and I can go get a map. Uh, But but uh, AAA has been doing this since, gosh, forever.
3: Well, they did the original, so they since 1904 to 1913, and then in. In 1944, what happened, and I didn't realize it, of course, the the war was, you know, coming to a close, and James Melton, who was then a big TV star, an opera star, a singer, um, who was president of the Veteran Motor Car Club, decided it was time that they uh, maybe did revivals of the Glidden. And he went and met with Henry Ford. And Henry Ford said that, He thought that was a good idea to do a revival of the Glens as soon as peace allowed it. So in 1946, they decided the time was right, and Melton put on the first Glidden tour. And what amused me is one of the things that Ford had said was that he would do it as long it was not commercial and there was no publicity for Ford. And Henry Ford was such a publicity guy. Oh yeah. That it just you know seemed kind of funny, but it's, so that's when it started again in '46.
2: Yeah, and that was AAA was involved even in, in that and time.
3: AAA was, and to this day, um, I just talked to them. They will have two flatbed trailers there, um, just For, in case.
2: Yes, just up just up in case, years. guys. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and they uh, they're very helpful in a lot of other ways. We work with them nationally, and we work um, with the local club.
2: Um, the Auto Nears?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, and that's another... But anyway, back to the, the, the thing, and then at some point, they AAC being the, if you will, if they, the, the parent anti-car club, mm-hmm. got involved, and they, yeah. they do this Every other year. One year, it's VMCCA. So let's talk about VMCCA for a minute. Tell, tell everybody, because, you know, uh, it's a great club. We belong for years. We've done a few of their their events, but not as many as I should. Uh, <coughs> and, and they're known as the Touring Club.
3: Yeah, we like to tour. We don't show. You know, we don't, we're not so good at hanging around and kicking tires and having everybody say to us, my father had one just like it.
2: Except it was red and was a convertible.
3: Yes. yes. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, not their thing. We like to tour, and we do, you know, a lot of touring. And I think ideally, although the Glidden has a wonderful reputation, you know, we do a lot of the um, tours that are like 50 cars, which I think is an ideal, an ideal size. And so you have somebody from that area of the country that shows you what's in their backyard, things that you might never get to see. Absolutely. Private car collections. and Stuff. And, you know, so yeah. it is different. Um, and a lot of people belong to both. I would say on this tour, I just looked at, we have probably a 55% VMCCA, 45% AACA.
2: Yeah, that's that's good. And I know we did the la we were in Oklahoma City the, the last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was interesting, and they got just just, uh, not, just interesting. They got a hold of, I think it was Love's Truck Stop,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: they gave. Did you go? Did you go on that one?
3: No, I didn't.
2: They gave everybody something that the eighteen wheelers had. which you had to give it back to them. That was a car locator. So if mm-hmm. you had a problem, you know, you're, you you right. tell you tell everybody thumbs up, thumbs down, and all yeah. this stuff. They, they, uh, uh, you push this button and it went to Love's thing, and you ha- you were assigned a number, and they knew where you were, and they mm-hmm. got the flatbed to come and get you.
3: Yeah.
2: What Triple a cool a, thing!
3: <laughs> uh, AAA has a, that service now. You can do through your through your smartphones. Um, of course, we have a few places. There's no cell phone. No
2: cell phone there. up there. I know.
3: Um. So I'm going to have him park the flatbed halfway across the tank because I know that. Going Across there, there is very little
2: cell phone service. That that's good. I that that's good. It, it's just a it's just a, a a great tour. I think the only one that is is even older is the Reliability Tour, which I'm doing this year in Savannah. Yeah,
3: yeah. And
2: and these I think these two are the the. Uh, You know, sort of the king and queen, and I don't know which one is which one, of the the antique car tours. We've always enjoyed the Glidden's. Some of them are huge, though.
3: Yeah. I don't think they're as big as they used to be. The last time this was here, it was over 500
2: um,
3: cars. And And that's
2: unmanageable, really. It
3: is. 200. The other big difference is more and more people trailer.
2: Yeah. You know, and
3: that means, you know, where do you park in this day and age? A tow truck, you know... Yeah, with a trailer that you can put the, you know, the beaver tail down on it and unload and load and you know, yeah, it takes yeah. a tremendous amount of space. Five
2: hundred trucks and trailers take a lot of space.
3: Yes, they do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and in North Conway, I don't think you're going to find that space.
3: Well, we're going to be right at the hotel.
2: So Are you really? That place is big enough.
3: Yeah. Well, my husband's a little nervous about it, but. <laughs> We have a couple of backup places around, but we're optimistic.
2: Yeah, that's the hardest thing, I think, is is dealing with the trailers.
3: Yeah, I think that's hard, and some people are not so good at parking them.
2: (laughs) Well, I didn't used to be, and years ago we did one on Cape May. Mm-hmm. And there's only one hotel that has a, a parking lot big enough, and they told me, "Well, just back your trailer in over there." And I told the guy, I "says You don't understand." <laughs> I said, "In World War II, when when an American fighter pilot would shoot down, say, a Japanese Zero, they put a little Japanese flag on the side." I have an assortment of things on the back that I on my trailer that i you know outlines of things I've hit backing up. You really don't want me to do this, do you? And he said, "Okay, I'll do it for you." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
3: an issue. But yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think
3: it'll be. I think it's going to be fun. Um, one of the things I was just looking at is the Glidden tour still has the big trophy for the
2: yes, for the Glidden cars. trophy.
3: It's not the original one. Um, the re- original one was given by Charles Glidden, and it was valued at two thousand dollars. Well, two thousand dollars back in nineteen five was a pretty good amount.
2: Yes, it is. A
3: money, and you had to post a bond if you won it in order to take it home. Really? <laughs> and, yeah. You had, you know, you it was just yours for the year, and then you brought it back. And what happened was they the the trophy. On the top of it had a little car, and it was very tiny. In most of the pictures, it's missing, but originally, it had a copy of his car. And considering the fact that AAA was trying to prove that American manufacturers could compete with European manufacturers, it always surprised me that the car on the top of that was his British Napier. (laughs) I,
2: yeah, but how could Tua know? <laughs> <laughs> That's you know, an interesting thing. I never knew that.
3: Yeah, and I mean, of course, he drove the Napier around the world, and he drove it to the Arctic Circle, you know, even before the Golden Tours started.
2: So. Really? Even before the New York to Paris race?
3: Right. I think he did it because I know he did it before 1904. So, uh, yeah.
2: Is Jeff Maul going to do his Glidden?
3: No, but is that a wonderful thing?
2: Yes, he's just—he's a real good friend. I've known Jeff. That, I could tell you a lot of stories about the first Jeff getting started on this stuff.
3: Well, he did it at the Seal Cove Auto Museum for us a couple of years ago. Yes. And it was everybody just raved about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: he's, he's a great guy. And, and I got him to do it when we did the, the uh, reliability. Uh, Brenda and I did the reliability in Chattanooga. and and that was one of his first times, and and uh, kind of a quick story. I don't want to, but some of the guys heard this before. But but the microphone, his wireless, quit, and I couldn't find him. The hotel gave me a list of people to call, and they wanted five, six hundred bucks to come set up. And I told one guy, I said, "Look, I'm in trouble here." And I said, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll give you three cases of moon pies and a case of RC cola if you let me use your thing." And he said, "What?" And I told him again. And he said, "Okay, I'll be right there."
3: <laughs> <laughs> what well, we don't bribe people with. <laughs>
2: I know. Well, anyway, I, I, I know uh, if if you need any help or anything I can do for you when I get up there, uh, you know, by all means, let me know, and I'll be more than glad to, to to. We'll be up there early because Jack, we're flying or driving up, taking one of Jack's cars that we've registered. Right and and uh, so we aren't far away, and uh, we'll be spending some time on Winnipesaukee before the the uh, tour. If you need any help, you know, give us a holler. We'll we'll be more well, than glad to come up and around. help you. We'll be around.
3: you know, we'll go over a couple of days ahead of time because I live. You know, for me to go over there and run these tours, I put like a thousand miles on every time I am. Yeah, it's
2: a long to- it's a long way for you to from Bar Harbor down there.
3: Yeah, it's not, it's harder because I'm not as familiar with the area. You know, I know it, but not not in the well, same way you need to know it to do a tour.
2: Well, the next one that you do in in two in two years, you can do in Bar Harbor.
3: <laughs> I keep saying this is my swan song. I am. I, um, um, I am. Getting older, like a few of the other people. The
2: yeah, tour. Well, <laughs> I've been saying that for years. This is my last one. and every, Hey, how'd you like to do this one? We don't have anybody to do this.
3: Well, my father three times was the oldest driver to complete the tour, and the uh, Glidden Tour. And he probably introduced me to it. And I can tell you just one story about my father one of the cars that he restored and is going to be on the tour is his 25 flint and there aren't a lot of flint no around. and um, my nephew's bringing it um, this year but he was at hershey one year and somebody asked him who made that car and my father in his dry big sense of humor said why the flint stones of course <laughs> and he said He said later in the day he's down at the other end of the field and he hears somebody talking and saying, do you notice a guy up there had a car made by the Flintstone? Yeah, you wonder. You
1: wonder. Barbara, uh, we want to thank you for coming on and being on the Classic Car Show today, and we wish you the very best with uh, all your efforts in uh, Conway, North Conway, and the Glidden Tour. I think what you're doing is fantastic.
3: Well, and, uh, I look I, forward I, to having you
2: here. And you, we uh, need to, you need to come down to our reliability tour in Savannah this year.
3: Well, it's, when is that one? In November. Oh, okay. Well, I'll see if I I'll if think, I, think about it. I'll September. think about
1: it. We have ice cream there, you know.
3: Okay. i get right. it. <laughs> We're going to have
1: to uh, take a break again, Barbara. Thank you very much.
3: Okay. All right. Bye. All right. Bye now.
0: 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
4: Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like.
2: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio.
4: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back on the Classic Car Show with uh, Mr. Steve Ronaldo at the round table today. And, Steve, you, you've got a, a, a new vehicle under your carport.
2: Yeah, we do. I, I uh, uh, went to Texas and bought a new tow vehicle, a, Hemi, a Dodge Hemi. Uh, and it's kind of a weird story, but anyway, I was looking on eBay and I was looking for something. My old Dodge had 130,000 miles and almost all of it towing car trailers. So, and it was starting to have little issues. Um, you know that's a lot on a on a car, just even. But anyhow, so we talked about it, and I kept looking on eBay, and I got saw this one, and I called the guy and talked to him. And it was $10,000 cheaper in Texas than here in Atlanta. And I asked the guy, I said, well, how can that be? And he said, because we sell in the state of Texas for every car, there's four to five trucks sold. Texas is truck country.
1: Absolutely. And,
2: and, and uh, it was really, really kind of interesting. So we, I didn't even argue with him. I paid him the price. Uh, I told him I'll be you know we talked and I had a friend of mine from Dallas go and this was in Bonham it was at Bonham Chrysler Plymouth and uh, oh not Plymouth Dodge they don't have Plymouth anymore do they (laughs) (laughs) they don't have DeSoto's either Chrysler Plymouth DeSoto (laughs) yeah dealer in Bonham and uh, it was really nice. I got a real cheap air flare, airfare, flew in. They had, uh, they had the, the car all waiting and um, filled out the paperwork. And he showed me how to work a few things like how to turn the radio on and how to set the GPS. It's, it's got more buttons and knobs and touch screens and things. And I, I've not figured out. And it's got those, I don't like them, paddle shifters. And if you touch one and you're in drive, it stays in that gear, and you have to shift up or down. And I kept doing this, and I didn't know what I was doing. And I called him, and he said, just hold the, the, the plus paddle gear, and it goes back to paddle, and it goes back to, to drive. I mean, there's all this little stuff. But one of the things nice that Dodge did is they give you a DVD DVD. That show actually, instead of reading the manual, shows you how to do the basic functions of this car.
1: Okay, now I remember, and you and I have been friends for a long time at this point, doing the show and stuff. But I remember when you got your first Dodge. Yeah. And, and uh, so I got ask. Where is where are your mirrors and did you go through all the hassle that you went on putting trailer mirrors on your No
2: this truck? this can th- this was set up with towing package. The only thing it doesn't come with and I asked him. I said does it have a trailer brake? And he said no because the manufacturers do not want the liability of having a trailer brake on the car. You buy the one you want, you put it on so if it fails, it's your responsibility because it's out the trailer actually is not is not Part of the car, sure, makes sense. So, but they are all wired to plug in and 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 stuff. I have not ordered the the uh, the trailer brake yet, so I'm doing a little investigating. Which ones are the best? And seems to be that Technosha. The thing. Getting back to Texas, the thing that I found really weird driving um, uh, in Texas, leaving Bonham, Bonham, Bonham bon. uh, the local roads. Little country roads, the speed limit is 75 miles an hour. On two lanes, sure. And it's, yeah. I mean, around here, you'd have to have an ambulance on every corner. Huh. <laughs> but And I'm going 75, trying to figure this stuff out. And these, bi- and these trucks, I, I mean, like pickup trucks and, you know, F 250s are going by me at one hundred and seventy. They they those people don't <laughs> screw around. I mean, they're gone.
1: Well, they had to get the you know they had to get to work, <laughs> and then they had to get back to the bar.
2: Yeah, and the other thing was interesting. I, I it, it was a long, long ride, and that was uh, the last exit on I twenty going into Louisiana is six hundred and forty two I twenty, and it was a little further to the state line, so. I-20 going cr- across Texas, east to west, is over six, almost 650 miles. You can't do that in a day. I mean, you, 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 that, it's amazing. You don't think about how big that state is until oh, yeah. you do that.
1: Atlanta to Lubbock was exactly 1,000 miles, and it was exactly 24 hours. I've driven it a couple of times, and it's, it's a long haul.
2: Yeah, I was surprised. Almost 650 miles yeah. on I-20. Uh, so you, you
1: left from the eastern part of the state, basically.
2: Well, yeah, but, yeah, I know I didn't have that far to go because I, I can't remember the roads, but the GPS took me right down to 20 through some little towns. and Very easy. Uh, but, uh, no, I, it, it's quite an impressive vehicle. I got 23 miles to a gallon on the highway. I don't know what I'm going to get towing because I haven't towed anything yet. Uh, but 23 on the highway with this Hemi, 370 horsepower. And my old Dodge had 245. <laughs> so this ought to do quite well, I would think.
1: So when's the first uh, towing trip?
2: I, I, we're going to Richmond in a couple of weeks and we're deciding which car to take. We've registered the Thunderbird and I hope we can just drive. I'm, you know, I'm getting to the point where trailers aren't, aren't uh, as much fun as they used to be. But anyway, back to sort of finishing my, my ride back. I talked to Mickey about the, the running hot problem, and something you, the guys with old cars might want to think about. Everybody keeps saying vapor lock, vapor lock. It's not vapor lock. The problem is that the new ethanol gas has such a low pressure point and a low boiling point that as underhood temperatures rise on stuff, it boils the gas. Uh out of the way. So I have an electric fuel pump on the Cadillac. So when the underhood temperature started getting towards the hot zone, never overheated, never did, you'd start going down the road and you uh, 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 hate the electric fuel pump and it'll go away to bring the pressure back up. So uh, if you're getting that, I would definitely suggest the electric fuel pump as a supplement. And Mickey asked if this car had a fan shroud. And I and I said, no. He said, you got to have a fan shroud. And I called... Flex-a-lite and D-E-A-R-L-E, they're the biggest aftermarket fan. And I told him I have a 18-inch <coughs> old steel fan on the front of the Cadillac. And he said, you're not going to get anything that's going to move any more air than that. But they all said the fan shroud is the key to doing that. And then where the fuel pump sits, the mechanical fuel pump is right behind the fan. So it's getting air... At 190 degrees, 200 degrees, blowing right on the fuel pump, heating the fuel pump, causing the low pressure ethanol to boil away. So, I put, I did what one of the guys suggested is to put a a Corvette starter motor wrap, because Corvettes are notorious for overheating or getting the starter motor hot, and the starter motor doesn't, it draws 18 million amps. If you got a weak battery, it's not going to start. Anyhow. So I've done that, and um, it hasn't been hot here that we've driven the car. I have not driven the car in the heat because it's mid nineties here now. So kind of interesting. So you know, now, can you try. turn
1: around and use regular gas without ethanol?
2: Yes, you can. But you know, when you're on the in your when you're traveling, you you, you have to get gas where you can get gas. I uh, I went out. <coughs>
1: Looking for regular gas. It's all over now. And and now, the E-95 or or 85, I mean, whatever it's called. And uh, I went out. I was going on my telephone directions and Google directions, who had it and who didn't have it. I chased my tail all over Sandy Springs and Dunwoody looking for it. And finally, I yelled at my telephone and... (laughs) I said you know what did here you I call am? your telephone? Oh, I had several names for it, and uh, <laughs> finally, it gave me the Chevron station at the end of my street. And it had are. never given me that before. It had run me all over hell, you know, looking for the stuff. And then finally, I yelled at it, and it said, "Well, you know, you dummy, go to your Chevron." And yeah, the newer
2: the newer gas stations that are being built, like all of the racetracks, quick trips, all of the 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 big. You know, raceways, those kind of big places are all putting in an ethanol free pump. So, most of the new ones around here do have uh, the ethanol free, and it costs you, they're saying it's averaging about 20 cents more a gallon.
1: Now, that's funny because this was actually 10 cents less than the ethanol. Well, I don't know. Uh, It was 206 at the time, and and, uh, I don't know. That's weird. That's strange. But
2: yeah, so you know, again, the, the ethanol gas strikes again with stuff.
1: So, if you vary, like in in, in your Durango, you're only going to run Supreme. You or? have
2: to no, you have to. It says 89 is recommended.
1: Oh, okay. So that's right. In, that's that's the, the middle grade.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah, it says 89. Um, and I had to get a key fob made. They lost one, and I they paid me for it. They had to get one made. But I was at the uh, uh, Dodge dealer getting the the key, the electronic, you know, the remote thing. And um, he, I uh, uh, was looking at. They had two of the Hellcats there, the seven hundred and seven horsepower, seven hundred four Hemi's, <clears throat> and they're all. They say a minimum of ninety one octane. A minimum.
1: <laughs> that, that narrows it down, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So it's uh, been an interesting uh, uh, time doing this stuff, you know, and, and I, we didn't even get to talk about the other tour.
1: Well, Steve, I think this has been a great show. I appreciate uh, that you're in today, and you're going to be here with us a couple of weeks. So
2: Yeah. We yeah.
1: will be back on the Classic Car Show next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Stay tuned for... The prologue followed by the veggie hour.
4: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.